Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, good people, and welcome to episode 47 of the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. And I am joined on this bloody pissing down with rain shitty day by two amazing guest stars. The first of all is Mo Toro. How are you, bro? You know what? Um, I'm not good. Today it's, it's raining. It's supposed to be a long weekend, and it's pissing down with rain. I've got my washing outside in the rain at the moment. I'm a little bit hungover, and we're here reviewing a movie that I... <laughs> Did really enjoy watching. Are you talking about the same watching that you usually leave out for three weeks on the line? And <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, I'll be drying it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll get we'll give it a we'll give it a, ch- a check in July and see if it's ready for me to wear. <laughs> and my other guest star is Mister Wookie Tapsel. How are you, Wookie? <laughs> I was ready to answer as the other amazing person, but Machu answered first. <laughs> uh, I'm doing well, thank you very much. Enjoying the long weekend, even though it's shitty weather. Anyway, yep, as you guys can gather from the title of the podcast. So this week we went to watch Solo, a Star Wars story. And anyway, if you're one of these people that don't know what the hell Solo, a Star Wars story is going to be about, Kahu's going to hit us with a plot. So what's the plot, Kahu? Yeah, so funnily enough, it's set in the Star Wars universe. Uh, we've got young Han Solo, and he finds adventure when he joins a gang of galactic smugglers, including a 196-year-old Wookiee named Chewbacca, indebted to the gangster Dryden Voss. <laughs> The crew devises a daring plan to travel to the mining planet Kessel to steal a bunch of valuable coaxium, which is like a super fuel. Yeah. Is that what the is that what the Transformers were after as well? The energy cube? Probably yeah, yeah, yeah. the Infinity Stones. Uh, in need of a fast ship, Solo meets Lando Calrissian, the suave owner of the perfect vessel for this dangerous mission. The Millennium Falcon. Wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> So anyway, looking at the reviews here, I mean, IMDb have got it at 7.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is at 71% and Metacritic at 62. Machu, what would you give this movie out of 10,000? It might be the fact that I'm in a bad mood, but uh, four and a, four and a half thousand out of 10,000. Shit, not even a passing score. Not even a pass. I'm sick of going to watch franchise movies and, and getting disappointed, eh? I mean, are these guys the new DC of um, of the movie, of, of movies now? Like, they're just continually disappointing us. Poor, criticism doesn't get any tougher than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably going to go with the Metacritic score, 6.2 out of 10. I liked it, but didn't love it. It's always going to be compared to Rogue One, and I think Rogue One was quite a bit better. It was, it was just, just a bit more coherent. Yeah, and you you know, you know, kind of went into this movie going, there's not really anything riding on this. Han Solo's yeah. going to be alive at the end. Lando's going to be alive. We did pay homage to The Simpsons, and we walked out of the movie theaters, didn't we, going, I can't believe Han Solo died. Uh, <laughs> 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 and Jabba's mum. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm with you guys. I, I give it a 5,948. Like, it's not nearly a 6 out of 10. There was a lot of things in there that I didn't agree with. I mean, there's still solid parts of it. And mm. I think I think one of the biggest problems with Star Wars movies is because there's there's been two really awesome ones back in the 80s, with, or 70, late 70s and 80s. We now have this high expectation hoping that they're going to be great and amazing films, and they've never really mm. repeated that formula at all. Well, consider when the sum plot of three of those movies revolve around destroying the Death Star or something similar. Yeah, you that's know. True. <laughs> so anyway, guys, as we said at the start of the podcast, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about that movie. We start with 10 questions that we all answer. We then move into three personal questions each about the movie that we fought while we were watching this film. We then finish with a listener question that's been submitted to us by one of our 
dearest listeners on Twitter or Facebook or however they decide to get to us. Our first question, as we usually start all of our podcasts, it's the compliment sandwich. So you guys want to hear one thing good, one thing bad, one thing good about this movie. I was really struggling to find some good things about this movie that I like. But um, I, I like Lando. I thought he was good. Donald, Donald Glover really pulled off the Lando Coliseum character. And then I thought, what the, the bad thing, I thought this movie was set up, for, this movie could have been a great sort of spy versus spy movie, similar to The Departed. Yeah. You know, have, having you know smugglers, what a great concept that could be. And they totally missed, the whole, <laughs> missed that whole opportunity and had like a kiddies movie in the middle. I don't know. It was just a bit strange. And the other thing I really liked about this movie was the um, the, the, the girl with the freckles. Infanest. Infanesima, bro. Infanesima. Aberdeen. Infanesima in Scotland. I, don't, I couldn't quite master her name. But those guys were pretty awesome. Oh, when I say guys, I mean girls. Infanesima. Yeah. yeah, Warwick yeah. Davis. Yeah, I agree. I thought Donald Glover really nailed Lando. Great predecessor, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. To the original actor, Billy D. Williams. Oh, good old Billy D. Uh, on the flip side, didn't really buy into the main actor as Han. He kind of got better as the film went on, and the interaction with Trubeck was really good, but let's, be, let's face it, he's not Harrison Ford. Yeah. And the other thing I really liked is I thought the action sequences were really, really good. Yes. I was watching Mission Impossible the other night, and the train hijacking reminded me a bit of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also there was that link through to the space slug in Empire Strikes Back with the big galactic squid thing. Oh, yeah, true. Which I thought was quite cool. I will give it that. One of my good things was the the set pieces. Like some of those action scenes, the train scene. Um, I can't think of another one that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> but they were all good. Oh, yeah, no, the train scene when they broke out of that prison, that was pretty cool as well. The bad thing for me was it was just... It was just holy exposition, Batman. It was so much in the first 10 minutes of, don't run off of him, Kara. He, remember, we took you out of the pools and you haven't been with him that long and we're trying to help you. And, oh, you're blah, 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 blah. I was just like, oh, fuck, get over it. In fact, my only note that I found on my phone, because we were lucky to sit at the back of this movie, was a note I wrote, which I showed to Machu, which was, holy hell, this is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, something else good, like that they made Chewie an absolute stone cold badass. Yeah, yeah. I love the way they made Chewie awesome. Chewie's always awesome. So anyway, question number two, what is it, Machu? Uh, Question number two, which character would win Survivor? I'm going with Lando on this one. He would be the guy selling ice to Inuit. Uh, he's so devious can talk his way out of anything and he dodgily wins a game of star wars poker by hiding cards so i'm pretty sure he'd be able to handle survivor true cool i'm going with chewy because part of survivor is physical challenges and he is the man of physical challenges i guess if you rip the arms off of every other contestant then you're always going to win the physical challenge that was going to be my following point (laughs) is how are you going to want to turn against somebody you can rip your arms out at the Bloody tribal ceremony. <laughs> Stuff that noise. I had um, Amelia Clark's character, Kira. So she is winning Survivor, isn't she? She was <laughs> she's basically in Survivor. She worked her way up to the top, but now she's knocked off Dryden Voss. And all she's got to do is um, knock off the, the last Sith Lord, and she's going to be the, the top man in the, in the galaxy. <laughs> True. To, to me, she's already winning. 
And he's only half a person anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our third question is, what flavour chocolate is this movie? Oh, it's shit chocolate. Energy shit chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cookie chocolate, mate. No, it's, it's energy chocolate. chocolate. That is the shittest chocolate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's cookie chocolate. It's... <laughs> the chocolate with no flavour. Oh, no, I've got to say it's galaxy chocolate, and that's a bit of a fucking cliche as to sitting out in the stars and stuff. But it's like a galaxy milky chocolate, like just standard. It's nothing remarkable about it at all. It's exactly what you expect. I had um, fruit and nut chocolate because I'm allergic to nuts and I'm allergic to this movie. <laughs> it, it makes me break out in sweats and I just um, it makes me sick watching it. So, yeah, fruit and nut. <laughs> yeah, and in a similar vein, I went with Black Forest. It's all just a bit messy and kind of too much going on, but not much going on at the same time. A lot of flash and a lot of substance, eh, mate? Mm-hmm. That moves us on to question number four. So, if you guys were a recruitment consultant, what job would this movie be suitable for? I had this as a travelling salesman. You know, that <laughs> it looks good, and you, you think you like it, but then you get sold a crock of shit. Isogenic salesman or something <laughs> yeah, like that? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's dressed up nice and flash, but you know, there's no substance to it, and you're, you're going to get sold a terrible th- product. I've gone with events coordinator. Lots wow. of excitement or stress sandwiched between periods of boredom. All I can say is... <laughs> At least we didn't have to watch Han Solo's three years in the Naval Flight Academy. <laughs> was it three years or one year? Didn't it was he get three one years. year? Yeah, get didn't he get kicked out after oh. one year? Oh, yeah, he was yeah. in there for three years, but he spent two years as an infantry. Oh That's yeah, right. he ended up yeah. in the infantry. Supposedly the best right. pilot in the universe gets kicked out of the fucking Naval Academy or whatever. Uh, for me, it's a it's a brothel owner. <laughs> sure, it's, it's legal in New Zealand, but it's pretty yeah. dodgy. <laughs> and you know, sure you might go there sometimes, occasionally. Begrudgingly, but you know, how was that? <laughs> you might go there a few times begrudgingly. <laughs> I mean, we didn't walk out all excited oh, yeah. out of the movie. We walked out of there a bit like, oh man, we paid money for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how long would you survive in this movie's world? I did a bit of research on this, and so this is the list on of how long Maldives have survived in the sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Django Fest, yeah, yeah. Potential thesis topic. So this is a list of the worlds that they visit in Solo. So we've got Corellia, which is a gang-ridden, poverty-stricken sort of hellhole. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Mimban, which is a war zone, and Chewbacca's there for some reason. Vandor, which is a frozen place. Kessel, which is a mine for unstable fuel that's going to explode at any moment. And then Savarine, which is just a dusty desert world. So if the people don't kill you, the environment will. And I mean, none of them are going to be on the Lonely Planet list of top places to visit in the Star Wars universe. So, <laughs> Like the schools on TripAdvisor, you reckon, eh? Yeah, yeah. In a monumental turn of events, I'm going to say I'm going to survive the entire film. Huh? Yeah, because these guys are devious <laughs> motherfuckers, and so am I. <laughs> Ain't none of them surviving, though, eh? I would have been one of those dudes that was hanging around on the yacht and just disappeared when shit turned sideways. I'd be out of there. <laughs> Is it, is it strange that, like, this isn't the first time I've noticed it in movies, but when a yacht isn't a, a sea-based vehicle? Yeah, it's weird, eh? It's strange. How does like, it... Where do you get away with calling it a yacht? It didn't even have sails. Yeah, what, how is it just <laughs> it floating like there? Sailor. How does it float? I didn't get it. Like, I get how the ships, in the, when you're in space, how they float. But that was just on... <laughs> this is a regular gravity, and it's just floating there. Like, Much he's got the same voice he's got on when he starts telling me his 9-11 conspiracies. <laughs> 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 what the hell? <laughs> Look at the towers, bro. <laughs> Maybe it's like There's the Hindenburg. third tower. Did you see the third tower? <laughs> How did that fall down? Um, yeah, so I, I did look at Boba Fett being um, a Māori, but 
he was the toughest Māori of all time, being Jake the Muss, and I'm nowhere near as tough as that. <laughs> so I'm def- I'm a bit of a rebel, and they all seem to die. So I think I'd be one of the first ones out. I wouldn't make it past the, the my first week in the infantry. I think Warwick Davis made a free bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that moves us on to question number six. Kahu, what deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film? I kept thinking, how many more skills does Han Solo have? Like, yeah, he, suddenly he speaks Wookie. Um, he's the best. Is uh, is the best pilot in the galaxy? He's the yeah. best driver in the galaxy. You know, he's great in fighting. And what, what has he just plugged himself into the Matrix or something and downloaded <laughs> all the manuals? And suddenly he knows kung fu and he can speak all sorts of different languages. He does kind of carry himself as if he'd be like a sex god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's Kahu's the master strategist. Got a crush on Han. <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> Please wait. Please wait while I rebalance my blood supply. Yeah. Uh, my deep philosophical debate is when they were fleeing that planet, Chewbacca said goodbye to those other Wookiees and was like, yeah, sweet, catch you later or whatever. And then as they're leaving, that Star Destroyer showed up. So all those Wookiees and everyone on that planet is fucking dead now, eh? <laughs> Why didn't Chewie take them with him? What planet Why didn't was he that? leave them behind? Which one was that? Kessel. There's those Wookiees oh, that help yeah, yeah, out yeah. and stuff. And then he just has a bit of a hongi with one of them and says goodbye to them. Yeah, yeah. You'll be fine. Like, Why won't you take the, You'll be fine. Catch you later. We're going to go hide out in the bush. Like, <laughs> Why is it that they leave them, eh? This- it was because he had to... They had to get the fuel away from that planet in like less than 11 parsecs or whatever the hell it was. Do you guys remember in The Last Jedi when they freed all those horses and then they just cruised? I was yeah. like, fuck those horses are fucking captured the next day, eh? Like, well done, <laughs> you guys ain't done shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for me, I wondered, would this movie be better if Kira called on her dragons from nowhere and unleashed <laughs> the Bacchettis? Oh, it would have been better. It would have <laughs> been, been so better. good. Space dragons, the next frontier. (laughs) Fuck yeah, space dragons would be awesome. Question number seven. What character just clearly needs to get laid? Honestly, everybody in this movie is pretty much an outlaw, so I'm pretty sure they're okay on that front one way or another. They're getting slammed on the rigs? Probably, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All all those long trips through hyperspace. (laughs) It's Lando. Lando, he's got some weird fascination with L2, and L2 feels the same way. And if, he's, of, yeah. and if he's thinking about it, and she's thinking about it, then they, he's getting none, eh? He's, he's a flash yeah. guy, but in, in behind the scenes, he's got this <laughs> creepy robot fetish. Well, we're going to get just... to a bit of more of a discussion about this soon, aren't we? <laughs> so that's, that's, a, that's who I think needs to get laid. I think you guys are missing the fact that some poor fucker's been locked up in a bloody cave for a couple of years. And that's bloody Chewy. <laughs> that poor bastard, man. He must have bloody balls the size of hairy coconuts by this point. But he met another female Wookiee and then pretty much said laters to her straight yeah, away. He's, he's got a wife, bro. That guy's loyal. <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't getting out some space strange. He's keeping it in his Wookiee pants or keeping it in his fur. <laughs> <laughs> Is he naked the whole time? Is that naked? Is it just is it just hanging out? Yeah, like what would happen there? Does like the fur just kind of part? <laughs> uh, there's some videos that you can watch on fucking Pornhub. There. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that moves us on to question number eight. So, how would you incorporate Nicolas Cage into this movie? We've all got him down as an alien, don't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I wanted him as Darth Maul because at the end. Darth Maul was played by the original Ray Park. He did a really good job of standing there looking menacing and then for some reason just decided, 
oh shit, people might not get the fact that I am Darth Maul. I better turn on my double end lightsaber and start spinning it around really intimidatingly. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck are you doing that? We're smart enough to know who you are. If that was being played by Nicolas Cage, just. Rah, 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 that would have conveyed the level of scariness that I think we needed. Yeah, yeah. I, I had him as um, Lady Proxima. I mean, he didn't even have oh, to put slide. on any, he didn't even have to put on makeup. <laughs> <laughs> there, he would no no subtitles or nothing. Just just him going. <laughs> they would have cut down to that exposition I was talking about. Hey, eh? <laughs> I reckon even as good as Paul Bettany was, uh, Nicholas Cage could have easily filled the role of that character. Yeah. Uh, the final fight at the end around like the couches and stuff would have been a prime set for some Nicolas Cage diving gunshots. <laughs> some some random doves. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, for no reason at all other than to like say, here's my full body, please shoot me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, would have nailed the whole face-off thing. Yeah. So on to question nine. What quote from this movie would definitely not work as a pickup line? You might want to buckle up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Go to hyperdrive. <laughs> if you come with us, you're in this life for good. Oh, oh no. I stole your one, haven't I? <laughs> no, no, you didn't, but that's terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got, you look good. A little rough around the edges, but good. <laughs> it's never going to be a winner. The other, no. the other one I was thinking, everything you heard about me is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lando says that. I heard you got herpes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, so that moves on to our final all-play question. What specific top 10 list would you put this movie on? Top 10 movies that ruin the franchise. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa that and you might be right, because this is bombing at the box office. Which is, which is odd, seeing the... If anything was going to kill the franchise, it would have been the prequels, but they all made over their budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My top 10 is Star Wars live action films, of which there has now been 10. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, on this one, I'd probably put it uh, solo at about number eight. So what do you got above? Attack of Clones and Phantom Menace? Yep. Revenge of the Sith is better. Like yeah, the yeah. There was a lot more writing on Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Filled the gaps. This one didn't really fill anything. <laughs> yeah. Didn't fill your gap, did it, Cody? No, it didn't fill my gap. <laughs> oh, gross. I'm going to have this as middling movies based on very famous properties. It wasn't incredibly bad. It wasn't incredibly good. It was right in the middle of like, oh, yeah, that was right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, my first question. What sci-fi franchise will Amelia Clark appear in next, given she's now been in Star Wars and the Terminator series? I think she's going to replace Megan Fox in Transformers. <laughs> Funnily enough, Megan Fox actually got replaced about three movies ago. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Is Transformers still going? Yeah, there's only been yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I quit after the second one. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Uh, I am going to have her in currently one of the most successful, popular sci-fi franchises out there, the Fast and the Furious movies. Is that a sci-fi film, is it? Is well, it... Have you seen the latest ones? <laughs> Cars that fly through buildings. <laughs> wow. It's Technology a... that can fucking start cars and drive them off cliffs and fucking all this other shit. It's, it's, it's science fiction now. I, I could see her starring alongside The Rock. Yeah, they'd, you know, I reckon they'd work well together. That'd probably be a property that she might actually be all right in. Got to do something. Game of Thrones is finishing up soon. There ain't going to be more, any more Han Solo movies by the sounds of things. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he was signed on for three-picture deal. I don't know about her, but <laughs> it doesn't look like that's happening. My second question. How is Han able to understand everything Chewbacca growls after only a few minutes together? As we see in the movie, he does speak a bit of Wookiee and he does know it a bit. 
I don't know. Maybe they've got a deep psychic connection. Yeah, like maybe just, it's the force. They're just like really fast friends. They're like, let's just be best friends. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, when like, like you sit with couples. Sometimes. I was about to eat you, but now <laughs> yeah, I'm really hungry. But yeah, I'll believe you. Let's get me out. Let's do all this dangerous stuff together. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, there's some bookies. Maybe hang out with them. No, I'm gonna hang out with you, Han Solo, because I love you. Yeah, yeah. Let's just hang out forever. <laughs> hey, you've been locked up for a couple of years and haven't been laid in a while. Seeing your family, do you want to go see them? Nah, I'm good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My final question. If Crimson Dawn is the bloods of this universe, who would be the Crips and who would make up their membership? The Jedi's, right? The, the, the Jedi's are the Crips. Yeah, well, yeah. Crimson Dawn with Darth Maul at the end kind of lends itself to being the Sith, so. But the Jedi's, they, they're, they're not really. So who's Crips? Snoop Dogg's Crip, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and they've got the, the they've blue got, ones. And they've got Samuel Jackson. So, yeah. The, Do they? <laughs> yeah, yeah they, in, the, in the prequels. So he's a, he's a oh, Jedi. Oh, nice right, yeah, Okay, now I'll give oh, right. yeah. <laughs> I'd go with all the Jabba and the Huts. I reckon oh, they're going to be yeah. the Bloods. I reckon they're going to be the rival gang because Han was off to go do a contract for them. At the end, so they've got to be the bloods. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that moves me on to my set of three questions. So what do you reckon, guys? And I'm going to answer this one. Fuck you two. If we formed a <laughs> smuggling crew, if we formed a smuggling crew, what would each of us do? Like, who would be the pilot or the muscle or the brains or the gunner or the explosives or what? Kahu, you would be health and safety. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Writing policies for us and making sure, you know, we're, we're not getting... Um, you know, doing things the wrong Have way. You put on your sunscreen. Sam, Sam, up. Sam would be administration. He's like, <laughs> I had myself down as a janitor, but I didn't think I'd be good enough, so I had myself as a trainee janitor. Jeez, we're going to steal a lot of shit, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. What are, what, what are we? It's office supplies. Is that what we're going to? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Staplers. Yeah. Sell them on the black market. <laughs> Sam, can you get another order from Office Max? Run it by Kahu first to make sure it's it gets compliant with policy. Yeah, yeah. And get Kahu to smuggle it out in his prison pocket. Yeah, I, I don't think any of us would be any good at smuggling. We'll so. commit fraud by invoicing more than we actually are needing. Yeah. So we're going to be a support crew for someone that's actually going to be good. <laughs> we're going to be cannon fodder, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm already giving away my answer. Yeah, yeah what about you, Ko? Um Yeah, let's be honest. Given our physical gifts, none of us are going to be the muscle. <laughs> hey! Um, <laughs> I'm a beefcake. <laughs> Machu potentially could be the human shield. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but my cowardly ways might, 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 might make for a bad shield. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm picking Sam that runs away. and his imagination for the brains of the operation. Wow. <laughs> it's, a, it's a low threshold. <laughs> Someone had to be the brain. <laughs> New gamer introducing to this podcast. How many beers has Kahu had before we started recording? Uh, sure you can maybe be our pilot. You oh, need a job. That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, that's pretty cool. And I'm into fire, so I'll be the gunner or the explosives expert. Yeah, Machu, I don't know about a pilot. I'm thinking more like uh, maybe someone that tests the parachutes or something. <laughs> oh, you, you can be the guy that like connects the D-rings onto the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kahu, like... <laughs> I reckon slap a wig on you and you'll be our honeypot. Oh, <laughs> come on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm looking at me, Sam and Kahu, and Kahu's definitely the honeypot of the three of us. And I'm going to be that guy that... Uh, as the brains of the operation, and then when shit goes out, uh, sideways, is fucking out of there, and no one knows where I am anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, anyway, question number two from me. So straight away after this movie was released, it was confirmed that Boba Fett, a Star Wars story, is going to be one of the next solo films that's going to be out. Most people are pretty excited about this, even though Boba Fett has about 
two minutes of screen time in Empire Strikes Back, four minutes of screen time in Return of the Jedi, and he goes fucking headfirst into a bloody pit. Is, no idea the fascination with him as a character. Is Timmy Adam Morrison going to play him? He was Django Fed. But they're all clones. They're, that's true. <laughs> it's been floated out there Taika Waititi to play him. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, That would yeah. be better. That'd be pretty funny. Uh, but anyway, guys, what character from the Star Wars universe, from any films, do we definitely not need a Star Wars story for? Ewoks. Wait, there's an Ewoks movie. <laughs> there's fucking two of them. There's two of the fucking I, oh, I, I was thinking, is that part of the yes. Star Wars? Um, oh, kind of. of. They're like yeah. made for TV. and Yeah, I, don't, I think Lucasfilm has gone, uh, who gives a fuck about that? I had um, the Jar Jar Binks story. <laughs> that's it. Oh, jeez. There's, the there's the winner. Yeah, I can't be that, but I'm going with Jabba the Hutt. Honestly, it would be like the real housewives of Tatooine. <laughs> The guy never leaves the place. And similar to... He's the, a yeah. yeah, similar to Lady Proxima in this movie. I mean, how do these types of beings come to control everybody? They just stay in the same place the whole time. Like, <laughs> if you don't want to do what they want to do, just piss off. Scarpa, yeah, they can't I mean, do shit, yeah. The Lady Proxima's worm spawn, like, jump out of toilets in the middle of the night and <laughs> kill you as you're taking a midnight dump or something. <laughs> why, why is Jabba the Hutt such a sex pest as well, eh? <laughs> It's just chains like scantily clad woman to himself and has them on, on until he ends up devouring them, eh? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a waste, Jubba. <laughs> okay, so a bit of foreshadowing. We mentioned that we're going to discuss it. During the film, at some point, L2 and Lan discusses the relationship between her and Lando, heavily implies that droids can, in fact, have sex with humans. Did Lando have sex with L2? Was it L3? Yeah, the droid. The droid. <laughs> I don't think they did have sex, but they've definitely been talking about it, eh? They're, they're figuring it out. <laughs> L2 is not keen, but she's, you know, she's sort of like, well, give Lando a go. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, and they're just trying to figure it out, I reckon. Like, you know, like, um, uh, what what do sex toys look like in the in the Star Wars universe? They've got all sorts of lightsabers and things that <laughs> pop up, and, and droids are doing all sorts of different things. R two D two does have a lot of gadgets that come out of him, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which would imply that he may have possibly been a sex droid at some point. <laughs> I'm going to say no, only because L three said so. It is L three, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Given Lando's reputation, though, I'm saying somewhere along the line, there's been Lando droid relations. Landroids. Uh, um, though on that, the droids in both Rogue One and Solo have been really, really good. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were some of the highlights. My yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so on to my questions. Chewbacca and Han Solo um, strike up a really good friendship. Are they? Are Wookiees the easiest aliens to be, um, make friends with? I think the only one that could top him was the little monkey guy that flew the plane. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was pretty like, no, let's give him a chance. Oh, this guy's cool. Voice by John like, Favreau. The Arvidian or something, eh? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who was, he was a bit, he was a bit like a miniature version of that dude off Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, like a little Goro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think someone so old is actually, as you get older, you get surlier, but. In Chewbacca's case, he's it's like keen for mates, really. Eh? He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. here's a bunch of guys that want to do some bunch of stuff, and I'm keen to hang out. A bunch of dodgy shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Forget about my family that I haven't seen in hundreds of years. Sure, I'm the smartest, strongest uh, guy here, but fuck it, I'll do what these guys tell me to. That's right. Eh? He is the smartest, strongest guy. Yeah, he's he's yeah. Knows how to fly the Falcon better than Han, but he's like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'll let Han do it. Eh? He's had one year's experience. Um, he's obviously the. <laughs> Got kicked out of the shadow. He never played anything else in his life. Oh, but his dad used to work on them. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even have a last name. What? <laughs> all right. Um, so with all the technology in the universe, handguns or phasers 
are still the weapon of choice. Like, I mean, surely there must be something better. What weapon would you have taken or would you have tried to get a, a hold of? I would definitely have a Warhammer. <laughs> um, but and not, no ability to carry it. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's oh, yeah, like an yeah. anti-gravity gravity warhammer True, or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it'd be one like you know, like that needle on Guardians of the Galaxy. Fire it once, and I don't know, maybe you whistle to it, and it goes around and knocks everybody in the head. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's an awesome, an awesome one. one. Yeah. Uh, I'd want a mech suit. I don't think they employ these nearly enough in this universe. Something like Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like. Just a giant mech suit that you walk around has got guns in it and fucking shoot shit out of it, flamethrowers and something to really fuck people up with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem like there should be something like that, but here they are with handguns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't seem like Stormtrooper technology's really evolved much, does it? <laughs> um, Han Solo gets his name given to him at the gate. What name would you have given to Han? Han Forsaken. I mean, he just leaves her at the gate. Like, right. She goes, Han, go. Really, she's saying, no, please don't go, but I'll be polite and tell you to go. And he's just like, cool, you said that's sweet, I'm off. Yeah, sweet, see you later. When they catch up again, isn't it the weirdest thing? She's like, I'll be looking for you. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like you're making new friends. and yeah, In the last few years, this is the first time I've seen Yeah, right. Yeah. Shouldn't you have just turned around and looked for me then, like straight away? Yeah. I'm sure he could have just like stowed away on board some ship. Yeah, like escaped somehow, taken some money at some point. Like surely the Imperial Army's paid him enough to go back and see her or do something with her. Like, But ain't no hose holding hands hand down, eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. So what, what name would you have given him at the gate, Sam? Uh, what have I got here? Han Nomates. <laughs> AKA Han Nomates. <laughs> How, how's it going? My name's Nomates. Han Nomates. I thought that was so stupid too. Han could have given it to himself, eh? Yeah, uh, yeah. Flying solo. Oh, okay. Han solo. Yeah, done. Rather than some dude just, oh, Han solo. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, surely if you've only got one name anyway, that is always more badass. Like, there's a bit of terror involved if you're just the person with one name. Like, yeah. Jabba. Chewbacca, yeah, he's got one name. Yoda, the biggest badass of them all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool, so that takes us down to our final question, and it's a listener question, courtesy of Tara Maholik. Basically, every question that she was thinking up was really dirty, and she was really stoked to hear that it was going to be us three doing this. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to know, how many times have you shot first? Now, well, before we before I get into this, there is a point. There was obviously in massive Star Wars lore, there's a bit of anger towards George Lucas for changing the originals. In this movie, they try to rectify that by making sure Han definitely shot first when he blows <laughs> away Tobias Beckett <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the end. But what about you guys? How many times have you shot first? Uh, well, I'm like Brian Fantana, sixty percent of the time, every time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, Carol, if you're listening, um, earmuffs. earmuffs. <laughs> when we were at uni, there was the um, oh god, there was a game called the the one Put a marker on here. Yeah, real life experience. Wait, I didn't call it a game. It was just a just a I don't know what you call it a strategy, um, maybe a life lesson. Um, There's going to be a discussion about soggy biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was how many how how many is the lowest amount of um, pumps that you can do. <laughs> There was that chin of a one pump. And <laughs> <laughs> so shot first, um, yeah, like Kahu all of the time and every time. <laughs> the legend of the one pump. <laughs> I was actually going to take this a bit more figuratively. <laughs> if you are Spanky, oh God, that's not a good way to start this question. <laughs> if you are Spanky, I was notorious for being the guy that if we show up at a car park, I always take the guaranteed park. <laughs> 
So I shoot first sort of thing. Like if I go to the casino and I win 10 or 20 bucks more than I put in, then I'm out of there. Well, when you're coming into the car park, that's just the first park you take. Yeah, I won't so drive around like a finding jackass. A, finding a car park is like finding a woman, eh? You go for the one you want, not the one you can get, Sam. <laughs> it's a little bit of advice for you. Oh, too late for that now. <laughs> Okay, so that takes us down to the end of our podcast. Thank you for everyone listening. Thank you very, thank you, Tara Maholik, for giving us that awesome question that's revealed a lot more than we wanted to learn about him and his university days and his one pump wonders. Cheers <laughs> <laughs> for sharing that with us, much. Have you ever come across a guy that's done a one pump on you? Feel uh, free to shout I'm it out. No, I've never come across a guy. <laughs> <laughs> not, not on me. <laughs> so anyway, guys, there's a lot of movies out there that probably will never get around to doing on this podcast. So we're going to introduce a new second called Movie Reviews in 20 Seconds. Now what you've got to do is you guys can review up to three movies. You get 20 seconds each per movie to say what you like about them and then move on. So Kahu, are you ready? In the last week I've seen a couple of movies. Um, the Death of Stalin, which Sam might comment on this one too, but no, it was kind of okay. And what would you give uh, Death of Stalin out of 10,000? Four and a half thousand. Cool. And second movie uh, was Mission Impossible, which 22 years later is still a great action movie. Some great sequences. Um, the famous one of the descent into the CIA room. Square great 10, spy 000. movie. Um, eight and a half thousand. <laughs> okay, so me next and go. Uh, one movie I went out and saw was Upgrade. It's a sci-fi techno thriller that's really fucking awesome, to be honest. It reminds me of Robocop and a whole bunch of other movies like that. Uh, really well acted, well scripted, well written, and I would probably give that movie about 8,247 out of 10,000. Really, really enjoyed it. Nice. Next up was Forbidden Planet. Every Sunday, me and Stacey sit down and we watch a classic movie. Forbidden Planet is a movie from the 1950s. Uh, that's Star Trek, Star Wars, and a whole bunch of other films owe its success to. It's a really good film. Well acted by Leslie Nielsen back before he was a comedic actor. I really liked him. I would give that movie 8,472 out of 10,000. Jeez. How old is Leslie Nielsen? He's dead now. Is he? Yeah, it was his first role. He was the guy in Naked Gun, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like 20 in this, yeah. Oh, right. And the final movie that I saw was Death Stalin, but I'm not even going to finish the 20 seconds because I didn't even finish the movie. I'm going to give it <laughs> like 4,000 out of 10,000. I, I probably should watch all of it, just wasn't into it. Not for me. And that's the end of me. What about you, Machu? You're up next. And go. Recently, we watched a How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, so if you're a girl, <laughs> um, this is a great movie to go watch. If you're a boy, um, you may as well go out and piss with your mates because uh, this is terrible. Three out of 10,000? Uh, 3,000. 3,000 out of 10,000. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Anything else? Go. Uh, the next movie I watched was uh, Ready Player One. I know you've already um, reviewed it on the, the this podcast, but I, I watched it, didn't like it, and I give it a 5,500 out of 10. Oh, in less than 20 seconds. <laughs> that's because he's one pump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, pump. <laughs> one pump. I don't wonder. need 20 seconds, pal. <laughs> 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 I'm going to do one in one second. That's going to be my goal. Uh, uh, the man behind <laughs> the legend. <laughs> what else have you got? <laughs> Ready? Go. U2, 10,000 out of 10,000. If you've ever seen it, it's a great movie. New Zealand movie. My dad stars in it. So, um, so go watch it. <laughs> Utu. Awesome. Is he, yeah. t- he Tafeke? <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't have a speaking role. He said he was in the army. He showed me this um, picture of him in the army with a gun 
And in the movie, he's wearing the outfit that he showed me to oh. tell me he was in the army. So he's faked being in the army. <laughs> so he never told me he was a movie star, but he... Uh, he's, got, <laughs> he's got his wires crossed a bit there, right? yeah, yeah. The best part of that movie is that dude with the four-barrel shotgun. I can't believe I haven't seen this. I it's so good. That ASAP. It's, a, it's a good movie. You'll probably really have it is. at the library to get out. Yeah. So anyway, guys, that takes us to the end of our podcast. Uh, you guys got any final thoughts? I feel like we haven't talked enough about Woody Harrelson. He was pretty good, but that's, that's it for me. They're little band of smuggling brothers was pretty good until they all or most of them died yeah the, yeah there were some great characters and moments in this movie but um they were few and far between it's true <laughs> so anyway that takes us to the end of our podcast uh thank you everyone for listening it's been a great little romp through this movie even though we didn't like it if you are looking to get a hold of us you can get a hold of us on twitter at movie reviews in you can find us on facebook at movie reviews and twitter cues you can pop us off an email at mritqs at gmail.com. So some of the movies that we've got coming up is Miss Congeniality. We're doing that with Emily Higgins of the Tasteless Podcast. We've got Ingridget Von Der Rue from the Retro Cinema Podcast. We're going to be doing Top Gun with her. We are also going to be doing uh, with Topher from We Watch The Thing. We're going to be doing The Departed with him. So if you've got any questions you'd like to fire through for us on those ones, feel free to do so. And then we also have a 50th episode coming up. And this is quite special... Uh, is it a little tease? What are we going to do for it, Kahu? Uh, I think I'm open to any and all suggestions of a special way of commemorating the 50th. The MCU podcast works so well that we're going to do 20 questions about any and every movie out there. You know, for instance, what two movies have probably had sex and not told anyone, or what movie would you not lend $20 to? Anything's going to be fair game. We'll see where it takes us. Could be a monumental disaster. <laughs> Could be one of the best podcasts we've ever done. So what is what is it going to be called? Movies, every movie reviewed yeah, yeah, in 20 MQs. Ev- every movie's reviewed. Every movie ever. Every movie. And ever to become a movie. Because I've seen <laughs> all of them. Anyway, that is thanks for me. Catch you all up. Ciao, ciao. Hello, good people, and welcome to episode... Oh, shit. So, guys, what deep philosopher... I'll try that again. No one ever gets it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Philosophical. <laughs> How many more skills does Lando have? I speak Wookiee. Oh, I, I am the best pilot in the galaxy. You know, one year's worth of training. Is that how long it takes to He's suddenly... Han. Oh, what did I say? Lando. 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 Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Is his yes. friendship with Lando better than, you know... The, I mean, it's... Being with Lando again, you. <laughs> yes, yeah, I keep saying Lando because that's the only one I like. Why did they call this movie Lando? <laughs> yeah. I actually thought Lando needs to get laid, and this time I'm saying Lando and meaning Lando. Oh, you don't mean Han? Oh, okay, sweet. I've said Lando for every question meaning Han Solo, but but I'll go with Lando Carizium because that's what I've been calling him the whole <laughs> podcast. So Han Lando Carizium. Han-